Hello, and thanks for joining us today for the Education Doctor Radio Program, which is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I'm Dr. Pamela Ellis, Principal Consultant at Compass, where our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at www.compasseducationstrategies.com. Thanks again to all of my listeners who are joining today and welcome. Thanks also to listeners who called in yesterday. I appreciate all of the email kudos and Facebook messages that I received after the show ended. Now, at the end of our program yesterday, a parent listening in California asked how parents can help their child with the application. Well, I heard from some parents afterwards that they didn't like my response to this question. So later in my show, I'm going to tell you how parents may actually derail their child's chances of admission by, quote, unquote, helping with the application. Uh, The type of assistance that parents um, sometimes give can hurt a student's application, whether that child is applying to a summer enrichment program, a boarding school program, or college. So stay tuned, and we'll talk more about that. So today's show will focus on the college application. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout-out again to my listening students in the class of 2011 because they have been working so hard on their applications and essays over the last several months. So, again, I am dedicating today's show to them. The phone lines are now open, so for those who would like to ask a question, please dial 714-333-3356. And, yes, our switchboard is in sunny Southern California, but I am broadcasting live from sunny Dayton, Ohio. And by the way, it really is sunny here in southwest Ohio today, so I'm not just making that up. Now, in the last show on college essays, I mentioned that many colleges around the country have January deadlines, and a number of high school seniors are using this vacation week to finalize their applications and submit them. So our topic on the college application review is timely. I'd like to start by sharing with you my perspective on the college application. And again, this this information will also apply if it's a summer enrichment program application or a boarding school application. And so the application is a portfolio. That's how I look at what the application, how the application is defined. And so the word portfolio may conjure up thoughts of different contexts. We think of artists as carrying portfolios which hold their drawings or other creative representations of their work. In the financial sector, the word portfolio often refers to a collection of various investment instruments such as stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. Now, the common themes across these contexts is that a portfolio is owned by an individual, and a portfolio represents a best effort. 
Now, when I take those same things and translate the word portfolio to the college application, your application should come together as a collection of information about you that reflects your high school experience and the best that you will bring to the college where you'll eventually attend. Now, let's further deconstruct this notion of portfolio as it relates to the college application. Number one, it's a collection of your high school experience. Secondly, it reflects your future in college. And then thirdly, it's a best effort. It's a best effort. So I'll start with the collection. The college application will include the general demographic information, so things about you in terms of your name, your preferred name, where you attended school, your summer experiences, your Social Security number. In some cases, schools may ask about um, your gender. Sometimes you may not even see that question, but things about you that are general dem demographic information will be included on one of the forms. You also include your transcripts, and generally this will be all four years of high school. You'll have a secondary school report. That report is completed usually by your guidance counselor. There are recommendations as well as your personal statements or essays. Now, in some cases, particularly if you have uh, a background in music or perhaps you've done theater, there will be some sample work for those. There are a number of colleges that offer opportunities for students to submit art supplements, and they may be art supplements that are done by video, or perhaps there's an audition that you'll do live, or you can send in a CD of some music um, that you have either produced or perhaps music that you are actually playing on the CD. So there is a lot of different pieces that are part of this overall application portfolio. Now, if you're a freshman, a sophomore, or a junior, this is good information to hear now because you actually can start crafting a stronger portfolio by knowing the different pieces that make up your college application portfolio. So many times I hear from students when they are starting to work on their application in senior year that they wish they had done X, something different um, during the high school years if they had known about it. So freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, you can um, take heed now. So. What I'm going to go through next is somewhat step-by-step -step in terms of reviewing your college application before you submit it, particularly if you're going to be submitting your application in January. A lot of schools have deadlines on January 1st, and usually that means that it needs to be in their office. You need to press that submit button by 11.59 p.m., and so make sure you know if it's by noon on January 1st or 11.59 p.m. Make sure you know that. So 
So this is going to sound very tedious, but I recommend that students print out all of their application materials before they submit them. Since you do not have the recommendation letters, what I recommend is writing on a blank sheet of paper the name of the teacher who sent your recommendation as a placeholder. Now also on that blank page, write down what that teacher may have written about you. If you're listening to this program, again, if you are a freshman, a sophomore, or a junior, uh, and you have not yet asked your recommenders um, for a recommendation, make sure you choose your recommenders wisely so that you have some sense of the quality of their writing and what they may say about you in the recommendation. Better yet, if you have given your teacher some suggestions for the recommendation or you wrote a summary letter to request the recommendation, make sure you have a copy of that email or letter. Now for the secondary school report, you can use the blank copy that was included in your application packet. And on that blank copy, just jot down a few notes as a placeholder. Now, many of you have a copy of your transcript, so make sure you gather that too. You may not want to look at it, but it is what it is. So with all of these different pieces that you have, your demographic information printed out, your transcripts, your secondary school report, placeholder, the recommendations placeholder, and then you have all of your essays, and then um, a placeholder for any sample work that you're going to send in. I want you to spread all these pages on a large table and review your application as a portfolio. Lovely, isn't it? So looking at all of these different pieces together, here are the specific things to review as you're looking over your masterpiece. Review the demographic forms for any misspellings. Review all of them because oftentimes there could be silly things like the school name is spelled or uh, perhaps a relative's name. Some schools allow you to write in if you had relatives or other contacts who graduated from that institution. Make sure that you have their name spelled correctly as well as the year that they graduated. So review all of those demographic forms for any misspellings. Also, secondly, you want to note where there are blank spaces in the application and just make sure that you fill in those areas where it's appropriate. Thirdly, I want you to look at your essays or your personal statements holistically and just write in the margin what the general theme was for that topic that you covered. In the last program, I elaborated on how to review the details of the essay, so please listen to the archive audio of the program either on this site or on my website as a way to get more information about that, so I won't elaborate on it here. And now that you have all of the marginal notes on your entire application, Look at where there are redundancies and ask yourself whether this application gives the portrait of you that is authentic and distinguished. So I'm going to take a quick break here just to rest your ears and anxiety, and then I'll come right back.
Now, before this break, I hit you with a lot of tedium, but I want you to stay encouraged with this process. I share this to support you in owning the application process and feeling confident in your submission. So we covered the collection aspect. Now let's continue looking at our application portfolio and touch on college future. So as you review your masterpiece, that is your college application, I want you to write in the margins the places where you provide some indication or visual of how you will contribute to the college where you're applying. The admissions readers want to have a lot, I mean, they already have a lot of applications to review. And so we're talking thousands of applications that are received each year at each institution. So make it easier on them by starting somewhere, stating somewhere in your application how you will benefit their college and be an engaged member of that community. In most cases, you will do this in your essays. So make a notation in the margin just to make sure that this is included. Now, the final aspect of your college application is a review for best effort. When you review your application as a portfolio, does it represent your best effort? Note somewhere in the margins of your application where there is passion and enthusiasm in your voice. Now, this may hurt your feelings, but if this application isn't your best effort, it lacks passion, then maybe you shouldn't be applying to this particular institution. Your time would be better spent applying to those schools that are a good match, that have a range of admissions rates. And just to clarify this point a bit more, when you look across all the schools where you're applying, make sure there's a mix of schools with low admissions rates, middle-of-the-road middle admissions rates, and high admissions rates. And then for each of those institutions where you're applying, your best effort should be reflected in the application. So if you're all set, then it's time for one last step. And I'm going to take a quick break again, and I'll share that after our break. Okay, I'm back to share the final steps for reviewing your college application. So all students should proofread their entire application before submitting it. So again, this is looking at it from a portfolio perspective and reviewing, proofing all of the pieces that are submitted or going to be submitted. Now, once you proofread your college application portfolio, have two or three people review it. Your reviewers, I'll add, should do just that, review the application. So review it to make sure that the application sounds like you that it has an authentic, distinguishing voice to it. Now, here's the rub. Students should be careful to listen to the review when their reviewer is giving it to them and make changes where appropriate. The overall application, all of the different pieces to it, should still have your voice. 
they should still have your voice. Now, this brings me to the caller's question from yesterday about how parents can help. Several parents um, disagreed with my comment that parents should not help with grammar and word choice. Here's why I say that. What I've seen in the past with parents reviewing the applications is that parents too often change the voice of the application by overcorrecting the grammar and using their own vocabulary words. I think that it's certainly okay for parents to read through the essays and read through you know, the entire application. I'm not saying that parents shouldn't play that role. However, I am saying that parents should avoid overcorrecting the grammar, so actually making hard-coded changes into the student's application. And then also parents should avoid writing in changing the vocabulary words. This is dangerously risky because the admissions oftentimes may use standardized writing assessments to validate the personal essays. And so even for students who are applying to summer enrichment programs or boarding schools, there are standardized writing assessments. And I can tell you from experience as a scorer, a writing scorer on a standardized test, that the scorers are looking at particular aspects of the student's writing. They're looking at word choice. They're looking at the grammar. They're looking at whether or not the student stays on topic with their writing. And they attribute a score to that standardized assessment. The programs, when they receive uh, the scores, they can therefore match that score, those specific things about whether or not the student, what the student's word choice was like, the student's grammar, or even you know, whether or not they stayed on to topic, how they structured their paragraphs and sentences, the programs can match the score in those various areas to the essays that are submitted. And even and with some programs, particularly with the boarding school programs or with summer enrichment programs, the they also require that students submit graded essays as part of their application. Now, if there is a mismatch between the standardized writing score and the personal essay, or a mismatch between the graded essay and the personal essay, that could risk your child's admission because the essay may appear as if it was written by someone else. Furthermore, the other problem with this is that it does the student a disservice if they are admitted to a school or a program 
under an assumption that they have stronger writing skills than they actually do because it sets them up for being misplaced in their coursework and not getting the support they need to become stronger writers. And so that's why I think it is a mistake when parents may overcorrect the grammar or change the words in the student's application. You don't want that application to appear as if it was written by someone else. And the entire application, as well as um, the essays especially, should have the student's voice in them. The readers should see that that student is passionate about what they're writing, and it should also show them how the student will complement that campus. And so if the parent or even a paid editor has overcorrected and changed the application in such a way that loses that voice, then they're not admitting um, the student. They are not admitting the student that they think uh, will come there and thrive in that environment. So that's what I have to say there. I'm going to take a quick break um, to take any emails, um, chats, or your calls. Be right back. Okay, I am back for the final few minutes before we close. I did get an email in from a couple of you that you were unable to ask your question when you called in, so I'm going to invite you to call back in uh, so that I can connect you in to ask your question, or you're certainly welcome to email that question, and I can answer it that way. If I'm unable to answer your question during this call, I will certainly send you a response by email. One of the things that I wanted to ask um, to my callers and those who are listening is, what would you add to this review? I, I know that it is certainly time-consuming in terms of looking at all the different pieces, and maybe there are some other uh, ways that you review your applications that can be added um, to the list that I have. In looking at your application as a portfolio, I highly recommend that you think about all the different pieces that are there simply because that's the way the admissions offices will look at your application. They're not just looking at your essay only. They're not just looking at your transcript only, but they're looking at the whole application and admitting the whole student that sent in that application. I have a caller right now in 201. I'm going to take your call now. 201, you're on the air with Dr. Pamela. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I had a question about okay. uh, um, a question about applications <clears throat> that have been denied. What what is your thought? What are your thoughts on resubmitting? What advice would you give to someone who was denied a school of their choice and wanted to re reapply? Okay. Thanks for that call. I'm going to take your call and um, 
off air. And so I will answer it in just a moment before we close out. But thanks for your call. So with the application resubmitting, I recommend that it's resubmitted the following year. Usually you cannot resubmit it in the same year. And Mm -hmm. so students, it's important to make sure that they apply on time with their application and that, and that it gets to the office, and that it gets to the office in time for review, and certainly all of the different pieces that need to be there. There is a little bit more that I'll say to this, and I will submit the response on my website so that so that uh, listeners will have that follow up. My show is just now wrapping up. I want to thank all of you again for listening today. Please join us again on the Education Doctor Radio for more strategic and practical information on K-12 education and college admissions. The Education Doctor program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. So thanks so much for joining us, and until we meet again, access, thrive, graduate.